from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact fear has on your marriage and your intimacy. Pastor Charles Stanley is credited with this quote about fear, and he says, Fear stifles our thinking and actions. It creates indecisiveness that results in stagnation. I have known talented people who procrastinate indefinitely rather than risk failure. Lost opportunities cause erosion of confidence, and the downward spiral begins. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I find those, you know, really powerful quotes. And Wow. You know, part of the reason, just as an aside, that we start the show with a quote is because we want you thinking about, one, the, the subject matter for the day, but also just something to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And, and to really think about what other people are saying about the topics that we bring up. Right. And as we... As we start every show, and for those of you that are new listeners to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we are so happy to have you. And for those of you that have been around forever, thank you and keep sharing One Extraordinary Marriage. Um, you can share it via iTunes. You can share it, you know, post shares up on your Facebook page. You sharing this show with your friends who may or may not, you know, some of them aren't married. Some of them are. Some of them have great marriages. Some of them don't. It makes a difference in people's lives. And that's why we love to give each one of our listeners that writes in and either puts a review up on uh, iTunes or sends us a message on Facebook or via email or calls in. We love giving you the opportunity to just have a little, little spotlight here in the one hug and, and it matters. It matters. Oh, Tony's got something to say. He's giving me the finger. Yep. Well, this week's (laughs) hug is sponsored by melt massage for couples. So I've had a couple of you, or not a couple, a number of you have been emailing us and going, what is that you're talking about? And so what Melt for Couples is, is an in-home way that you and your spouse can give each other massages. And this is in-depth. This isn't, you know, hey, rub each other until your thumbs are sore. Dennis and Emma are going to really show you how to give each other massages that can last and can lead to more. These aren't erotic massage techniques for giving. This is just actual massage from your head to your toe. Dennis and Emma have been teaching this since 2006 and they've taken all of their combined knowledge and brought it onto a digital format where you and your spouse can, you know, sit there right along with them and learn how to give each other massage. Join the thousands of other couples who are learning how to give each other massages go to couplesmassagecourses.com slash one right now for the one family they're giving 30 percent off so go to couplemassagecourses.com slash one to melt with your spouse 
and I will just say they're also fun, full of like fun little tips on things that you may have thought was working in massage that you need to change to have an even better massage. Mm -hmm. So check them out for those tips. This hug actually came from a listener who wrote in to us on Facebook and she said, thank you for your giving and open hearts. It is such an honor to sit under such a wise couple and learn from your life experiences. We have so many life experiences that we share. I am a wife of two years and my husband and I are madly in love. We have a healthy, strong and thriving marriage. I hope that by listening to your podcast in the early years of our marriage, we will never have to go through trials and roadblocks that many couples face. Thank you for imparting the wisdom you have gained in your marriage to a young couple like us. It is my prayer that the Holy Spirit would work through your ministry, using everything you have gone through to strengthen the body of Christ and build healthy marriages all over the world. Mm -hmm. healthy thriving married couples have the best sex and she put two exclamation points after that because we do because we do and then she said may god bless you and all of your listeners in abundance and so we just want to say thank you for sending that hug not just for ourselves but also you know i so appreciate that you really extended your hug to the entire one community yeah and uh, that means a lot and you guys whether you know it or not are just so interconnected so we're talking about fear today and we're talking about the impact that fear has on your marriage and you know, right off the bat, I just want to say fear, fear paralyzes. It absolutely does. I, I'm working with a couple right now and fear has caused paralysis in their marriage. I mean, they were really moving forward and, and all of these amazing things were happening. And then, you know, there was a roadblock and there was fear around that roadblock and it set them back. And, and so we're working through that as a team, the three of us. But it really, it happens in so many different ways. You know, we, we as couples, we have so much power in our relationship. And, and that power comes from how we interact with one another and our reactions to each other. And we can create that fear in our marriage by doing little things that seem rather innocuous. Mm -hmm. And case in point, a few years ago, actually it was the same year that we were doing the 60 days of sex. So here we are trying to have sex every day. And about halfway through, Tony, you know, we're laying there in bed one night and Tony's like, I think we should really, you know, I think we should incorporate more prayer into our life. You know, we should be praying together. And I said, okay, you know, that's fine. Let's, let's do that. Let's go with that. And so Tony starts to pray. We're laying there in bed. He's holding my hand. He starts to pray. And I break out in the elementary school girl slumber party giggles. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that there haven't been a girl or haven't been part of the slumber party thing, it's like the uncontrollable, it just keeps erupting giggles. My husband's trying to pray and bring us spiritually closer. And I have literally just killed the mood. And it took us... I will tell you, it took us a long time to get back into praying together because there was a fear there. There was a fear there because I had inadvertently made fun of Tony. It happens sometimes when we ignore each other. When you flat out reject your spouse, be it for sex, be it for date nights, be it for just simply holding your hand or having a conversation and you're saying, no, I don't have time for you. That creates a fear. And many of you may be going, you're you're equating fear to, I, I want to say, 
something in our minds that's really big, like I'm afraid of snakes, or I have a fear of spiders, or I have a fear of roller coasters, or you know, being underwater and drowning. These are fears that each of you, in in many more different fears that you can sense. Another way to look at fear in marriage is worry. Mm-hmm. Worry is fear that hasn't played out. And may not play out. And may not ever play out. Worry can sap you and sap all energy from you to move forward and be in like uh, the pastor said here in our in our quote of the day, lead you to almost paralysis, Mm -hmm. procrastination. You'll never move forward. Because when we've been hurt, and you guys know this, when you're hurt, you have, you have a fear of going back into a painful situation. Right. I mean, that's, that's where that fear comes from. You know, something bad has happened to you, be it you've been ignored by your spouse, you've been rejected by your spouse, you've been put down by your spouse. You know, they don't want to do date nights. They don't want to talk. They don't. and, And so you're afraid to repeat that action and fear. Oh my goodness. Fear is such an intimacy killer because when you live in that space where you're sort of playing, Oh, this happened before this happened before this might happen again. How on earth are you going to foster intimacy there? You know, how are you going to move forward? It, it, it freezes you. Because you don't want to go down that path because you know what happened before. Because here's the thing. That little broken record in your head that says, oh, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to try. Case, you know, again, this is like Tony and Elisa, you know, true confessions again. So early years of our marriage, Tony was the initiator exclusively, except maybe on his birthday where I would, you know, toss him the token I'll initiate for the year. And I was the gatekeeper. I mean, it's true. You got your, you know, you got your birthday present. And, mm-hmm. and that was really kind of like, oh, hey, well, you know, his birthday's coming. And like, I'll initiate sex. I was the sexual gatekeeper in our marriage. I decided whether or not we were having, and I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. You know, this is all hindsight where I can say this is who I was. But there were so many times that I told Tony no. How we even got to the point where we do one extraordinary marriage is nothing short of a major miracle. Because I rejected him so many times, I know that there was a fear every time he, like the thought crossed his mind about initiating sex with me. Oh, yeah. What's she going to do this time? Because that broken tape was saying, I know what she's going to do. I'm going to reach across the bed. She's going to be like, not tonight. I've got a headache. I'm tired. Kids were, you know, a pain all day. Hold on. Let me run to the bathroom and come out with a full on facial mask. I I, want to read one more chapter, you know. Freeze him in his tracks. And then because of that, where where does he retreat to? Okay? It, it becomes that roommate situation. And I know a lot of you listening to this podcast completely and 100% understand what I'm talking about when I say that the two of you live as roommates. We were there. And I will tell you that a big part of the reason that we were there is because there was a lot of fear in our marriage, fear of having the tough conversations, fear of initiating sex, fear of spending time together because we lost sight of who we were as a couple. When you got all that fear, you are roommates. There isn't that intimacy. There isn't that deep love that this 
you know, Facebook hug that I read earlier when she talks about being madly, wildly in love and, and she's listening, she and her husband are listening to the show so that maybe they'll avoid some of the challenges because this couple right now, I think they're facing fears head on because they're hearing us talk about it. And so they're talking about it now early in their marriage so that, you know, life's going to happen. I mean, she's not going to be able to avoid everything. Nobody listening to the show is naive enough to think that, but they're equipping themselves Mm -hmm. with strategies to move past the fear. Right. And most of the time, folks, we hear it time and time again, the fear of communicating with one another is the biggest one. It's that fear of being able to talk about the deep, intimate topics that need to be talked about, not the surface layer stuff. Because the surface layer stuff is good and it's needed and it's necessary because we have to move through life. We have to talk about those certain things. Don't get us wrong. And yet, if that is all you're talking about every time you're talking, you are missing out. There is a fear between the two of you. There is some worry about what might come out. And believe me, what's going to come out is better than what's staying in. And if you guys are stuck when it comes to your communication, check out He Zigs, She Zags. Get your communication on the same path. We talk in detail there, and we go through the couple communication method to help you guys to dig deeper into your emotional intimacy. And you can check that out at hezigsshezags.com. But I would say... The majority of emails that we receive, this is the number one area where folks are facing their fear and wondering, how do I get over it? And number two is the fears that are wrapped up around sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one and two. And those two, if one or the other or both aren't working in your marriage, you're in a world of hurt. And you don't know which way is up. And, and so we're gonna we're gonna jump into this because we've been there. I I see it virtually every couple or individual that I coach, the reason that they're seeking help is because there is some fear going on. A lack of something in your marriage is a fear of something. It's a fear of transparency. It's a fear of vulnerability. It's playing the what if game in your head as if that was the only thing that you could, it's, it consumes you. Mm-hmm. What if I say this? My spouse is going to say this. Well, what if I do this? They're going to do this well, all day long. And you play that game so much that you can't just look at your spouse and say, this is what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Because you've already played out 25 different scenarios on how they're going to react. And they may not choose any one of those scenarios. And a lot of times, your spouses are waiting for you to take action. They sense the paralysis. They may not know why, but they sense the paralysis. So the first thing that you got to do is you got to look forward. You have got to face forward when you're talking about the fears that you've got inside of you. The stuff that's happened in the past, the rejection that's happened in the past, the person that you were, 
The person that you were even just at the start of this podcast is not the person you are right now. So that person that is terrified of what happened two years ago in your marriage, that's not who you are today. So you have to look forward because looking back, you're not going to get anywhere. When you look back, when you stay in the past, you can't have the future that you were designed for. You simply can't do it. And if you keep looking in the past, your marriage gets stuck in the past. And you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you wanted your marriage to stay stuck. That's right. You'd go find some other show to listen to or you wouldn't be looking at all for a podcast called One Extraordinary Marriage. Why? I mean, that just doesn't make sense, right? You're looking to face your fears. So face them forward, head on. Look to the future and what you can create, not what has happened in the past. Yeah. And the second one is be present in the now. Be present in what is happening around you. This weekend, I had the fortunate pleasure of taking our daughter, Abby, on our first backpacking trip. And I've talked about it here that I've hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and many other hikes in my day. And I haven't gone out in a long while since the kids were born. I will say this is one of the most most amazing trips I've ever done in my life. And I've spent months out in the trail and overnighters. One thing I noticed was I was present in that moment with her. I was present there with her. So I wasn't always trying to think ahead of what was going to happen, even though there were times when I had to because her little legs were getting tired. We did hike mm-hmm. about nine, 10 miles round trip in the course of two days. She did, she trooped it, but it was being in this moment with her, stopping all the chatter in my head. And really I was focusing in on this folks, really just going, stop all the chatter, stop going here and there and thinking about business and this and that. No, just be here now with her. And that's sometimes what you got to do to face your fears. You just got to be there in the moment with your spouse Stop all the other stuff that's going on, you know, put it aside. If, if there's things that are going on in your head that you need to get out, one thing that I've, I'm using now and Elisa uses as well, it's an app called Wonderlist. And so when these things come into my mind that, oh, I need to get this done and that done and this, instead of trying to hold it all in my brain, which I've tried to do for so long in my life. All I do is I open up Wonderlist and I put it in there. Boom, 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 boom. This is what I got to get done so I can get present in the moment with Elisa or this past weekend when my daughter and I were hiking and she was experiencing some of the most amazing views that we have here in Southern California for the first time. The other thing with being present in the moment, you know, Tony talked a lot about what's going on inside your head. You've also got to talk about or we've got to discuss what's going on in your environment. Yes. You know, some of you, and I say this because I've talked to you, some of you do not go anywhere without your electronic pacifier, also known as your phone. So your spouse, who might be 
wanting to initiate conversation with you, might be wanting to initiate sex with you, might be wanting to just hold your hand, can't even get close because that little, you know, four by five or whatever size the phones are these days, some of them are tablet size, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They can't get close because that occupies the primary space, not only in your hand, but in your line of vision. Mm-hmm. And been there. We, we have, I'm guilty. Yeah, we, guilty we can totally this. raise our hands to that and have done that. And so I, I share this with you because this is something that we continuously work on. And I bring it up because I know we're not alone in this. Your distractions, the TV, the TV does not always have to be on in your house. I know it's football season. It's okay. Guess what? Everything, you know, these days can be DVR'd or watched on the computer later or ESPN highlights or, you know, if you look on Facebook, that'll tell you what's going on. If your spouse is trying to talk with you, turn off the TV, put down the phone. Be present with them in the moment. And don't, I got to say, and we've been in this situation and I've been there where Lisa's like, put that thing down and I get defensive over this. He actually ruined one entire date day because he kept posting pictures of everything we were doing. Right, right. And, you know, we become so defensive over this where sometimes we got to look at ourselves and go, what am I doing? So that's just... Hey, something to think about, something that we continuously work on. We get it. We're right there with you guys, and we're constantly trying to find ways to overcome that. And part of the fear that comes with that when our spouses start coming after us is like, well, you know, we get defensive more than anything. Yeah, don't don't make don't give me a hard time about my habits. I, right. I, you know, everybody's on their phone. And sometimes we got to just look at ourselves and just go, you know what? You're right. I, I'm I'm over. I'm way over using this right now when we're supposed to be doing some quality time together. Turn it off, put an airplane mode, put it, you know, put it away in the glove box, lock it in there, move aside. So that's something you guys know we constantly hit on and we will continue to hit on because it is a reminder to us as well as to you. The last thing that you need to do is you need to learn to love each other in different ways. Just because you've always done, case in point, just because you've always had sex missionary style for as long as you've been married, that's like your go-to position. It's what you do. It works. You know, he does this, she does that. Bam. It's all good for everybody. Get out of, get out of your stuck mode. Part of the fear comes from the fact that, that there's a desire to try something new and you don't know how your spouse is going to respond. Create a sense of adventure in your marriage. Create a sense of openness. Now, I did not say open marriage. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying open marriage. I'm saying a sense of openness, which means that if your spouse approaches you and says, I'd like to, you know, you're having, maybe you're having a stay of the marriage conversation. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this very in depth in he's she's eggs. And the topic that you guys are discussing is your sexual intimacy. And your spouse says, I want to try a different position. This is the time to say, okay, what do you mean by that? Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about that. Instead of just, you know, putting your eyes in the, you know, roll your eyes mode. And then you close off your entire body language because you fold your arms and you're like, I am never, ever going to do that. 
And I don't care if that's the wife saying it or the husband, because mm-hmm. you both have been there. Instead, say, let's discuss that. What do you mean? Well, I may, and maybe you're not comfortable going, you know, all the way to what they're suggesting, but maybe there's a step or two before that in your sexual intimacy or in your financial intimacy. Maybe you've got, you know, this big, crazy goal of this trip and you're like, whoa, that kind of scares me. But maybe you dial back and say, all right, well, it's safe for this trip because I'm a little more comfortable putting that money aside. You have to learn loving each other in the same way for, you know, the 50 years or 60 years that you're going to be married. It's not going to work. And here's why. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, you are not the same person. We don't stay the same over the entire course of our marriages. We don't. You know, where Tony and I were, I mean, I think back to the kids that Tony and I were when we got married at 22 and 23, and now where we are at 40 and 41. And, you know, we actually had an experience a few weeks ago where we were reminded of that younger self. Holy cow. The, the, we were so young and, and our attitudes towards life and kids and money and everything else have changed enormously. And we wouldn't be sitting here today. Our marriage wouldn't be where it was if we hadn't had to face up to those fears of learning how to talk about money. We had a lot of fear about money in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Part of that was because I grew up in a family where when we were in high, when I was in high school, we, my parents declared bankruptcy. We lost our house, you know, and this is all happening over the four years of high school. I had a lot of personal fears about dollars and cents that I brought into our marriage. You know, I had had some not so good boyfriends in college. I had fears about men that I brought into our marriage. Mm-hmm. We've had to work through those. I've had to get to a point where, you know, I had fears about confrontation. Some of you have heard the episodes where Tony describes me, you know, powering down because I didn't want to be confrontational. I didn't want to have the hard conversations. I had to overcome my fear of what is Tony going to say if I actually like have an opinion or if I voice something different than him? How's he going to handle that? How's he going to take it when I say, you know what, put your phone down? Well, guess what? He does get defensive. You know what? I have developed enough of a backbone to say my marriage is more important than your phone. So yes, if I see you using your phone a lot, guess what? I'm going to call you on it. Mm -hmm. And he's developed a big enough heart to say, you know what? She wouldn't be pointing this out if she wasn't fighting daily for our marriage. And for me, over the years, a big fear of mine was talking about different positions in the bedroom, oral sex, trying different things. That was a huge fear of mine, asking Elisa to get outside of that comfort zone of just the missionary. And having done that, and it's still to this day, we continue to work on that. Just even a couple of weeks ago, we were talking, or actually we were, we were in our bedroom, we were having some foreplay, And we got into a position where both of us were mutually able to give each other oral sex. And this is something that we have talked about often between each other. But even in that moment, just saying, hey, Lisa, let's try this now while we're here. 
you know, there's that little heart palpitation that starts going on in my own heart. It's like, oh, am I going to get rejected right here in this moment? And if she says no, do I just say, hey, it's cool? Yes, typically I do say, hey, it's cool. Even though we talked about it prior to that moment. Doesn't mean she's in it right there and then. So I still have those times in our bedroom of asking, does it work? Does it not? It's part of life. Do I let it hinder me and stop me though forever? No. Typically afterwards we sit and we talk about it and we go, hey, what can we do next time? You know, let's, let's open this up. So maybe next time we can get to that point. Fear is, fear is a choice. Yet when it comes right down to it, you can choose to live in that place where you stay paralyzed, where you don't want to risk failure because, you know, it's safer. It's safer not to. It's not rocking the boat. And you can be in that place of stagnation that Pastor Stanley describes in his quote. Or you can say, you know what? That's not how I want to live my life. I know our marriage is destined to be extraordinary. And in order to get there, guess what? I'm going to have to step out on my fear. I'm going to have to say, you know what? I'm not living in that place where I'm going to procrastinate myself into nothing where I'm going to erode my, I'm going to allow my self-confidence to be eroded. That's a choice. And, and is it scary to step out? Absolutely. But I promise you that when you do, you're going to see incredible change in your marriage. This week, folks, go out there and show your love because love is greater than fear. We love you guys. Have yourselves an awesome an amazing week.